Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, September 11th edition, post-WWE Backlash. The show brought to you by DraftBeast.com. Guys, I talked a bunch of trash for weeks and weeks and weeks about how I was going to dominate all of you at DraftBeast.com. And I lived up to every word. I lived up to every word. I'm going to continue to take all of your money. Whether it's the goon games where you pick the most penalized players, whether it's the games where you pick the worst team possible, oh, you better believe I'm good at that as well. It, basically, anything that that mandates victory, I am pretty good at at DraftBeast.com, and I challenge all of you to just step up and try me. Just try me. Also on it, go to our podcast page, Fightful.com slash podcast. One of many things that we are about to revamp on Fightful.com. Uh, as, we, as we continue to grow the site, build the site, we're finding things that look better, that, that work better. The podcast page will be one of them. But if you go there and you click any of our podcasts and open it up, you'll see that on it link. Go there, check out their great uh, apparel, their equipment. You see Bailey always posting about them on Twitter, Instagram, things of that nature. Triple H, Cesaro, Seth Rollins. All users of on it. Also, uh, one Mickey Gall, also a user of on it, but so is CM Punk. Either way, we had backlash this week. By the way, guys, if you haven't, go to fightful.com. Let everybody know about it, please. We are still a young, growing site, doing very well at this stage, mind you, doing much better than, than I could have possibly expected us to be doing at this stage, but. Share the pages, share the stories, let people know about Fightful, share them in Facebook groups, on Reddit pages. Facebook groups are really helpful because a lot of people see them. Anything you guys can do really helps us. Uh, we put a lot of resources into this between getting guys like Vince Russo, Matt Riddle, and Showdown Joe, and all kinds of things like that. Also, go register for the site. Absolutely free. You get early access to podcasts, uh, exclusive columns, lots of stuff. But I've jibber-jabbered on for about four minutes without introducing my guest host. He covers tons of stuff at Fightful.com. You see his reaction articles or reaction columns that are unbelievable stuff. I know you all like those. He once wrote about a man fighting a bear. His name is Alex Palowski. Alex, how are you? I'm doing a lot better than I thought I would be about three hours ago. That was an unexpectedly fantastic pay-per-view. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I thought I, I was going to be crapping all over it. And now I got to like, you know, think of good things to say. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't have to think of good things to say. There are just plenty of good things that happened. Yeah. I don't, I, I almost have to think of bad things to say. And I don't know that I, I think I can, one comes to mind only like really one bad thing comes to mind. This on paper was one of the weakest shows in WWE history. Yeah. As far as pay-per-view is concerned, one of the worst. I went into this show. 
I think maybe four or five days ago, I didn't realize that a pay-per-view was happening today. And I run a pro wrestling website for a living, for my job. That's that's weird. Which, I mean, you know, it was buried behind UFC 203. Mm-hmm. And we did have a busy week at the site, by the way, guys. The Matt Riddle podcast dropped Thursday. He's going to be on each and every Thursday with us as well. Uh we had some technical difficulties that resulted in him being on a phone for our, our chat, but that's going to be all shored up within the next week or two. We also had Vince Russo singing Shawn Michaels' theme. If you haven't seen that, it is under our video section. and has already been remixed to add music, but there were, there were a lot of things that happened this week. Before, before we get into this, did you watch CM Punk's fight last night? Uh, what there was of it to watch. Yeah, I caught it on replay. Technically, it was a fight. Yep. He didn't land any offense. He landed six punches from the bottom, which were defensive. Yep. And I wanted to, to talk about this to a pro wrestling crowd, since a lot of the, the guys on that were on the watching the UFC 203 podcast last night with Showdown Joe, still up, by the way, great stuff there. That was pretty much an MMA crowd, but... A lot of people are trashing CM Punk. Not a lot of fighters are. Uh, some lower level ones that haven't reached like the top echelon are. I can't express this, guys. The UFC did not do him any favors with that matchup. You may look at Mickey Gall and say, well, 2-0. and Well, he also had two amateur fights. So he, this was a guy in his fifth fight taking a guy in his first fight. Also keep in mind, CM Punk started training in February of last year. That would be a year and a half. You, you hear the term two years, two years thrown around. No. It was barely a year and a half. Not to mention he had surgery, I think, twice. Two surgeries in that time? That's not easy. CM Punk was not going to win this fight. I picked him too. I don't know why I picked him too. Maybe maybe just the appeal of the unknown. Mickey Gall has been training for eight years. Since he was 16 years old. He is a brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So you all, in case you all don't know, it starts off white, blue, purple, brown, black. On average, it takes you about two years to achieve uh, the next level. So where CM Punk was is not where he should have been. That the U, I mean, don't I don't think the UFC wanted a WWE wrestler with no experience coming in and beating anybody because that really makes them look bad. Now, if he beats somebody... His second go-around, sure, you can – something can be said about that, sure. But by the way Dana White talks, he might not get another shot in the UFC, but CM Punk says he's not done fighting. But I get the feeling the UFC is going to either hold on to him or retain his contract and pay for him to fight elsewhere. That way, one Bellator MMA does not get him. By the way, speaking of Bellator, I have exclusives from Chet Congo, former UFC fighter. And Joe Warren, former two-division weight champion in Bellator, coming up this week as well. Lots of exclusives at Fightful.com. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a, this common misconception that, that see, I mean, he's not a good fighter. He's not. He's not UFC caliber, but Mickey Gall was never going to lose to him. And that, that was proven yesterday. I didn't know, maybe... I don't even know why I picked him in our predictions. It was kind of weird. I think I just did it to do it. Just in case he won, Alex, Yeah, I could be like, ah! I Yeah. <laughs> I told you guys. I was the only one who called it. Yeah. yeah. From what I understand, he was training in Milwaukee, which is, yes. which is where I live. And the fact that he was able to cut weight down to 170 while living in Milwaukee, where all of the five basic food groups are cheese, is a testament to the man's willpower. Maybe he's on the ketogenic diet because yeah. I know if you do the keto diet, it's you can eat cheese and stuff like that. I'm actually thinking about using it because I'm, I'm about to cut to 170. I'm going back in wrestling, and I probably have to do it at 170, so I got to look into that too. Either way, I'll say this. Uh, people that were like, bad idea for CM Punk, bad idea for the UFC, you may want to check his bank account, and you may want to check the UFC pay-per-view buys because both of those would probably disagree, if our numbers were any indication at least. But either way, we had backlash. Much more important things to talk about than CM Punk's two-minute fight. I don't know if they're more important, but much more enjoyable. 
Yeah. By the way, guys, if, if you all haven't already subscribed to the YouTube page, we have a lot of people that always ask us what's the best way to watch the, the podcast for the site. The best way is on the website at Fightful.com. That helps us out greatly. But if you haven't, leave a thumbs up on this video. Uh, we do have an audio version up on the podcast page. It goes up about an hour after each show. And we are getting iTunes very soon. I've been told. One of our wonderful tech people, Lindsay, told me it's coming. But backlash, Alex. I've done enough shilling for right now. <laughs> this backlash show kicked so many asses. Yeah, it did. It was really good. And I'm talking like from the kickoff show. should have been called a kick-ass show because it really yeah. set the tone. Baron Corbin, Apollo Crews, no build at all. They went in there 10 minutes, had an awesome match. A, yeah. a great kickoff match, really, Alex. Yeah, it really was. It was a great showcase for both of them. Uh, you know, I mean, I really feel like you could put these two in a program that would last a few months and they don't have to fight for anything. There's going to be a title involved. They're just really great together. Uh, all you have to do is just have basically Corbin treat Apollo the way he's been treating Kalisto. Because I don't think Corbin cares about how big you are. He'll bully you anyway. And just have Apollo Crews get progressively more uh, more angry about it until he's got a character. You know, He I needs mean, a character badly. I mean, he really does. But but he can absolutely go in the ring. He can tell a story in the ring. Like was a, That was a great match for the fact that it was just like, Oh, we happen to have a camera here while Daniel Bryan is giving him life coaching advice. And then Baron Corbin shows up and, hey, why? how about a match? That's the most lazy way to book a kickoff show match I've ever seen. But it, it absolutely worked. I mean, it was a, it was a really great match. I, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that Baron Corbin got on a pay-per-view finally since he's been on SmackDown, since he was held off of SummerSlam because of Kalisto. So I'm glad that, that he had a chance to show what he can do. because I'm a huge fan of Baron Corbin. I love the way he works in the ring. Went 10 minutes. And, of course, before this – well, I'll, I'll get to that later. I, I think Apollo Crews, the losing streak needs to turn into a storyline. The mm-hmm. losing streak is what gives him an edge. He really needs an edge. Or, as I've mentioned, if he ever goes heel, he needs to be John Jones, that fake nice guy who's a prick behind everybody's back. Yeah, I think he could pull that off. Like the smiling and oh, I'm so blessed. I'm so happy. This is so great. That would be that would be a really and good then, choice for him. Yeah, lots lots of stuff that they could do with him, but they need to do it. SmackDown. I I hope they can pull it off. Boy, the, these women pulled something off in this six pack elimination challenge. I kind of forgot that this was an elimination match at first, so I was like, "What? Naomi won the title?" But no, <laughs> these girls went out there 15 minutes. And outside of WrestleMania uh, this year, it may be the best main roster women's match I've seen. I, I think there was a Natalia, I can't remember who she faced, maybe Natalia AJ Lee match that I liked a little more on main event. But damn, these girls were great. Alexa Bliss was dressed up in the, in the Harley Quinn Suicide Squad gear, yep. which she pulled off fantastically. Mm-hmm. Nikki Bella hit her forearm, which made me shriek like a little girl because I'm so happy. <laughs> outside of one little botch spot, well, not little, it was a major botch spot yeah, between Naomi yeah. and Natalia. <laughs> Boy, was it major. Wow, that was bad. This was awesome. The crowd was into it. What did you think of this match, Alex? I, I was really pleasantly surprised. Uh, I thought that the, um, the first pinfall was going to happen inside of two minutes, and they'd happen kind of in quick succession after that. And we'd get down to, you know, two or three that would, they would go like, I thought the whole thing would end up being like six minutes long. I just thought that was, they weren't going to, they weren't going to trust them, but they did. They really trusted them. They trusted them so much that, you know, they had to. And Natalia, yeah, they had to, they had, they didn't have, they had too much time to fill. What I'm saying is they trusted them so much. They had Naomi and doing and Natalia do a spot that they were not ready to do. Like that did not work out, but they had other spots that were fantastic. That, Buff blockbuster combination powerbomb thing that took out Bliss was great. I love Unbelievable. That. Uh, there was some other really great stuff in there, too. Uh, the, the Naomi springboard to the outside. That was excellent. Like, that was the kind of thing that I, I say. I always knew that Naomi had all of that in her if they would just let her really go. Like, I've always loved Naomi 
like from, you know, the, the thing that, that I always found was really interesting is that uh, right before the Divas Revolution, right before they brought up Becky and Charlotte and Sasha, the program for the Divas title was always Nikki versus Paige versus Naomi for like three months solid. And then as soon as they brought up the three girls from NXT, Naomi kind of faded away into the background. She was like Sasha's sidekick. But I felt like she really had the, the chops to be put into uh, the Divas title role. And now, I mean, they're letting her go. She's she's healthy again. And stuff like that springboard thing and the, the blockbuster the buff blockbuster thing, which which uh, I loved. Uh, I'm really in her whole new gimmick that the, the feel the glow thing is. Great. I, I like that. I like it. I, for somebody who used to be a dancer, she doesn't have a great number of dance moves. I was a little surprised at that. That springboard was really impressive. There are people, there are men over six feet tall who can't pull that off. Yeah. That was really good. Every woman in this match played to their strengths. And I mentioned this on the Russo podcast, Alex. Somebody that I like and really respected was like kind of talking down about Eva Marie uh, a few weeks ago. And they said, she's getting this super push. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. She didn't beat, and she hasn't wrestled in the main roster. She hasn't talked. She didn't beat anybody that she really shouldn't have beaten in NXT. She didn't beat Asuka. She didn't beat Bailey. What they are doing is playing to her strengths, and that makes her look strong. That should be what they do with everyone. Yep. If, if a Roman Reigns can't talk for a long time on the microphone, don't have him talk for a long time on the microphone. If The Miz can't put on a catch wrestling clinic, then don't have him try to put on a catch wrestling clinic. Have him do what he did tonight. Have him do that type of stuff. Play to their strengths. That's one of the things you hear Paul Heyman say a lot that he was really good at. Uh, the Sandman couldn't wrestle, but he could drink beer and beat the shit out of people with a cane. Uh, 9-11 couldn't do anything except for choke slam people, so that's exactly what he did. Yep. So I, I think that this match in particular really hid weaknesses and accentuated strengths. And damn, this was a great match. This wasn't a good match. I thought this was a great match. Yeah. And Becky Lynch is your new champion. And that was wonderful. Yeah. I I love Becky's thing. She was doing this on on main event and superstars against, you know, Summer Rae and Alicia Fox before the draft as I was covering it. Uh, So I know about this. But she's doing great stuff. Well, she'll – be able to slap the disarm her out of anywhere. Like just you don't, don't get your arms near her or she'll snatch it. Like it's really cool that they're finding new and fun ways for her to just slap it on. And it's, it's no one gets out of it. So that's a really cool thing for them to do for her. And I'm super happy for her. I think she totally deserves it. She really got lost in the shuffle uh, with um, overshadowed, I guess, by Charlotte and Sasha and you know it's it's a really great thing to give her this this opportunity to see what she can do as the SmackDown Women's Champion. I can't say enough good things about this match outside of that Naomi Natalia botch. Yeah. Oh, just an unbelievable great match. Just a really great match. Yeah. We had probably the worst match on the show up next and it wasn't a bad match. It was just a match. Mm-hmm. It was really the only thing that that even touched mediocre on this show. It was the Usos versus the Hype Bros. What did you think of the storyline reason putting the Usos and the Hype Bros in this situation and the Usos in this situation after they eliminated American Alpha? It just it didn't make any sense to me, their, their logic behind the reasoning for... I mean, <laughs> okay, you just lost to American Alpha... And then after that, you intentionally injured one of the members of American Alpha, putting them out of the SmackDown uh, Tag Team Title Tournament. So we're going to reward you by keeping you in the SmackDown Tag Team Title Tournament. Doesn't make any sense, especially coming from your babyface general manager and, and, uh, and commissioner. If it was a heel commissioner or GM, I totally make, it totally makes sense. But in this way, it didn't. I'm glad that they were in these matches today but i think they could have found a better way of getting them in there but tag uh, team turmoil in my opinion yeah something like that they they could have done tag team turmoil and the usos you know there there's the ascension there is right brizongo 
There is maybe even bring back the headbangers for this, whatever. Yeah. You have those other teams, and then the Usos pick the bones as the last team. That helps get them over his heels. You have them up against maybe maybe even a Brizongo wins two or three falls. Yeah. And then the Usos pick the bones, eliminate them, and win, and then they move on. Or the hype bros. They could have done it too. Right. Whatever. But I think that would have been a really good way to do this. Also, which they didn't know the, the trouble that they would be facing for this, but it would have really extended that. They could have done that for 15 to 20 minutes instead right. of 10 minutes. Yeah. But – you know, the match was okay. It wasn't anything to write home about, but what what are it was your okay. fe- what are your feelings about heel Usos? Hey, it's better than babyface Usos right now, except well, yeah, yeah. Unless it, unless if you were talking like 2013 or 2012, when they had gotten themselves over after not doing anything for a long time. I mean, those guys I'm really sorry. did. They changed some things up. That when yeah. they got the the new music and the paint and the pyro and stuff, they they changed their entrance and they got themselves over. I think they realized they got it. They had to do something different now. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? I, I I'm a, f- a fan of all of it. I know there was some chatter about like they look like wannabe gangsters or whatever. I I I love that their music still plays. The same uh, jumbotron still plays. Play play hard in the paint, and then they just walk out casually, like shushing the crowd. Like they're just they're. <laughs> They're fantastic as, as these guys who are so above it all. Um, and I just, I love the way they've, they've come out with, with, brand, with brand new moves. Like, I, I'm a huge fan of them using the Tequila Sunrise as a finisher. Like, I've, I love that move back in the 90s when Conan was doing it to guys. Sure. And, and uh, I, I, I hope they come out and call it the Samoan Sunrise or something. I, I, want, I want something, you know, a new name for it that is theirs has an homage to the past. Uh, um, and that, that the kick to the back of the knee that they do uh, to injure guys is just brutal looking. I, I'm, I'm a real big fan of them uh, as heels. I love it when they change styles. Like you could see a little bit when uh, Rollins faced Jericho and Rollins was working as the baby face. So he busted out some of his more high flying moves. If you're the Usos, you don't want to do a top rope flying splash as a finish. That's a baby face move. That's something that, even in the old WWE games, if you do a top rope move, your your babyface meter goes up, your heel meter goes down. That's yeah. just the way it works. More stuff that I loved on this show. The Miz backstage, and they probably did this to, to eat into some time, but the Miz is backstage arguing with Daniel Bryan. I think they realized, Alex, that uh, they fucked up a yeah. couple weeks ago by letting this Miz-Daniel Bryan thing go, and they went right back to it. And hot damn, imagine that, it was gold, Alex. It was gold-plated gold, diamond-encrusted gold. Which is what Miz will be paid in, probably. He's saying that (laughs) he's renegotiating because he's the hottest thing on the show. Hard to disagree with him at points. This is really good. I think think that if there's a free agent market between WWE, Raw, and SmackDown, this needs to be played up more, Alex. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, I... I, I love the idea of Miz renegotiating his contract right before he goes out and defends the title uh, and doing it to a guy who, like, a, apparently the, the top brass has told them they, they're not allowed to interact anymore. That was the story a, a, week, a week ago. They just gave up on that and didn't explain it. Um, but uh, Miz, is, Miz is so great, and I really hope they – Start moving away, and you know we'll get into this with the, with watch, talking about the match. I hope they start moving away from his wife winning matches for him. I, I I I want to see him be a threat to people by himself and not need Maurice to save his ass at the end of the matches. But that's just me. Maybe. Well, we'll talk about it. I liked it for tonight, but this is probably I think the Miz's best run of his career, including that WWE championship run. I think he is better consistently now than he was then. And he was pretty good then. And the match that he and Dolph Ziggler had, Jesus Christ, 18 and a half minutes. Yep. And thank God for Richmond, Virginia, Richmond, Virginia. I love you. I am going to try to go to a mat to a WWE event in Richmond, Virginia because of this crowd all night. It was awesome. No matter what was on the screen, 
these guys were going guano crazy. They were great all night. They, they kept me interested in every single match. The crowd has a lot to do with that. If the crowd is dead, everything seems lame. These people showed up at the arena saying, let's have some fun tonight. And it was a fun show, Alex. Yeah, it really was. I mean, the crowd, uh, <laughs> they were into everything. I mean, the, the fact is that, that they were what they were watching was great for the most part. Yeah, to be, so. to be very fair, they were given plenty of reason to cheer. And a lot of times, WWE will give you a reason to shut up and sit on your hands. Right. But, uh, I, yeah, the, the match uh, between Dolph and The Miz was just excellent. It was unexpectedly excellent. I was so not into this uh, coming into tonight. Um, just I, I couldn't believe how – I mean, where was this Ziggler against – Dol, uh, against uh, Dean a month ago, uh, a few weeks ago, like that, he was so much more in this match than he was in that one. Uh, and I just, I, the the fire that he showed trying to win the Intercontinental Title f- was far hotter than the fire he showed trying to win the World Title, which was just odd. But I'm not gonna complain because the match was great. Uh, the, did you notice some of the stuff that that Miz was pulling out that was kind of sort of. Daniel Bryan's moveset, which was I thought yeah. was a, an excellent little touch. I wanted I wanted him to, to pull out the yes lock and win with the yes lock. That would have been just the ultimate fu to Bryan and like move that that uh, that uh, whole storyline further along. Although at this point, like if they're not building toward a match between Daniel Bryan and The Miz, I don't know what they're doing. Like <laughs> it's so it's such an obvious thing pushing toward that that if you're going to give us something else. It's going to be a huge disappointment. I don't know. They better before Daniel Bryan builds to a 2018 match between himself and CM Punk at the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. (laughs) Because that will happen. Um, Or at PWG, because to be quite honest, neither one of them gives a shit probably at this point about how much they make. But this had great storytelling. It elevated The Miz. It elevated Maurice. It elevated Dolph Ziggler. It elevated the Intercontinental title. It elevated Daniel Bryan as a character. I liked I liked the end where she sprayed it in his face and oh god Jerry Lawler with his shitty joke <laughs> Dolph Ziggler learned how to moisturize oh man how dare you Jerry Lawler how dare you you know what pisses me off Alex what's that how old is Jerry Lawler right now I need to look at this is he 70 yet he's got to be near it He's 66. So right now, now granted, Bobby Heenan has a ton of health issues. Uh, He can't talk anymore. He's 71. But at 56 or 57, Bobby Heenan was deemed too old by WWE. Huh. Because they didn't didn't bring him in. Now, I don't know if maybe he let them know that he had some health issues before that. But at 56, Bobby Heenan was considered too old. And Bobby Heenan was still friggin' hilarious. Oh, he was. Still hilarious. If I wish he would get a Twitter. I hate it. I hate whoever created that fake Twitter, even though I didn't buy it for a second. Because I think that Bobby Heenan, I mean, he's still, I think he's probably still got it mentally. But, yeah. man, the, the, the fact that 10 years older than that is Jerry Lawler cracking some of the shittiest jokes I've ever heard. Well, at least I, I don't, at least they've got him only on the pre-shows now. Yeah, you know. So yeah, so now we get to hear uh, SmackDown. So that's good. I, I would probably rather have him on SmackDown than JBL. It's a toss-up for me. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. JBL JBL reminds me of a drunk frat guy that just screams out random words during like baseball games. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's he's he's really not good. When he's overproduced, he's not good. But I, they, this team doesn't strike me as being that overproduced, even though a lot of what Otunga says sounds produced, but it's really not. Okay, so Miz and Ziggler was great. The selling was great. Everything about it was awesome. Can't wait to see how some people who don't like the Miz try to bury this because yeah. a good luck, guys. He's he's really good at wrestling. He's really good at talking. He's really good at what he's doing. So just deal with it. 
Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton earlier in the night. Bray Wyatt had attacked Randy Orton, rendering him unable to compete. So it was reported today that Randy Orton was not cleared by WWE. He has not wrestled since the Brock Lesnar situation. And this was bad. This was bad news bears for the WWE because John Cena was overseas. American Alpha had already been ruled out for the show. And losing Randy Orton, damn, that's rough. Because you can't bring in anybody. You can't bring out in any of those guys. Bray defeated Randy Orton by forfeit. But what do you think of WWE promoting this match heavily with some weird, 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 super weird, weirdo promos over the last few weeks, knowing that he wasn't cleared yet? I mean, I assume they thought he would be cleared by today. You know, and they weren't promoing the match for the past two weeks, thinking there was no chance of him actually wrestling. Uh, I'm going to give him the benefit of that on, on that one. What I don't get is that this, this was reported earlier in the day. Everyone knew it. We're all tuning into the pre-show to see if they're, how they're going to address it, and they never mention it. They keep running the promos for the match. And then later in the actual show, they show him you know, assaulting his leg. Just just randomly slamming the door in his leg with one official there. Hey, hey, Bray, back off. Back off, Bray. The one one official gets him to stop, which is, is a bad, badly slapdash together yes. thing. Um, so they, they wanted us to be watching the pay-per-view before they told us, oh, no, we're not actually going to – Randy Orton's out. They could have done this thing if they had anybody better than Kane to come in. They could have said during the pre-show, Randy Orton's out, but – we got a, a surprise opponent for Bray Wyatt, which would be okay. I'll, I'll watch that. Uh, I, I had hoped that when Orton went out uh, that Luke Harper would be back and he might come out and challenge Bray and they would have like a thing, you know, for control of the Wyatt family kind of a thing. And, you know, Harper and Rowan versus Wyatt would be a really cool uh, – you know, and Wyatt could recruit somebody new out of NXT or something, and then they could have this. Really, that would be a great mid-card feud. But I think Wyatt you got to versus- have Harper and Rowan as heels, though, because if they're running as a tag team, you already have Slater and Rhino and American Alpha. Oh, yeah. I, I, but, well, here's the thing: they proved with one glorious night and one glorious match that Bray Wyatt working face is the Holy Grail. Like, that match that he had before, uh, right after WrestleMania, before he hurt his ankle, where he, he hit the – it was him and Rowan, Roman Reigns working together on a Raw as a tag team, and he hit the Sister Abigail on Del Rio. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And then Sheamus tried to get in the ring, so Wyatt shot Roman Reigns out of his finger gun as a spear into Sheamus. It was it's one of the most amazing uh moments on Raw, like just in a GIF form that I've ever seen. And it was it was stupendous. They were I, I felt like they were going to do something with him, and then he got hurt and they said, Well, we're not gonna try that anymore. Uh, you, you could find a way to make him the babyface in a feud with his his former his former stablemates. You could find a way to do that. Uh, what they did instead was have him lose to Kane. I'm okay with it. I'll tell you why. It buys some time until Randy Orton is healthy, and they had an 11 minute match, and it was a good match. It was a good match. 
And the crowd was into it. Didn't expect that. It was a no-holds-barred match. Kane has been replacing Randy Orton at these these live events. Yeah. So, I mean, they had been working together. They probably knew this would be the situation. But it was a good match. It worked. It match. Kane, Kane continues his winning streak over the likes of Bray Wyatt and the Milkman. This is- Wait, he didn't actually wrestle the Milkman, did he? No, well, no, it wasn't actually a sanctioned match. He just choke slammed him in his underwear. Um, okay. But the thing was, I mean, I have no complaints about the match itself. It's the finish that I have a problem with. Um, uh, if you care so much about continuing the, the Randy and Bray feud through to No Mercy and beyond, wouldn't it behoove you to have Bray Wyatt look like a challenge to Randy Orton, since we all assume Randy's going to win the feud anyway. Uh, and the way to do that, apparently, is to have him lose to Kane, who, you know, you got to keep him strong, I guess, for his impending feud with Baron Corbin. I mean, I I, 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 I was so angry with it, because I'm a huge Bray Wyatt fan, that I tweeted, I, I texted to a couple of friends of mine, if I'm Bray Wyatt, I walk in the back right now and demand my immediate release. Because I'm here, if I'm Bray Wyatt, I'm fine with him losing to – I'm fine with myself losing to Randy Orton. But to Kane, it's just – it's ridiculous. What are you doing with this guy? Well, traditionally, Bray Wyatt's never been a guy that really cared that much about wins or losses. Now, he should make that a thing. He should say, from this point on, this is important to me in his own unique way. Right. That, that's – you know, he's never really been involved in the world title program for any extended period of time. Because at some point he has to say, I want what you have. And that's easier said than done with a character like his. They also have to get around the way that they get him in every program, which is him just showing up. Yep. Okay, you, you can do that a, a time or two. You can't do that for three straight years, and that's what they've done. You have to do something different. Somebody Either way, was- he and Kane over-delivered. Oh, they absolutely did. The match itself, I will not speak against the mat, the quality of the match. Great spots. That senton uh, through the table was excellent. Uh, a lot of stuff was unexpected. And, and it made some of this that the, when uh, I guess Kane was going to chokeslam Bray or tombstone him onto the chair and Bray fought immediately out of it into that urinagi of his to a really big dude. That was very impressive. Uh, but the thing is, Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt to me has never not been impressive sure. in the ring. He's just been booked to lose every match. Somebody was saying that he hasn't, he hasn't won a, a pay-per-view match in a singles pay-per-view match clean since like Ryback, like two or three years ago. Like he beat Roman Reigns, but that was with the help of Luke Harper coming back last battleground. I'll look this up. I mean, he's had some, some matches that were kind of stinkers, but – yeah. I was the victim of a lot of other things. Guys, If like I, uh, I mentioned this all the time, share our pages, Fightful.com. Any of our stories you can catch on uh, the Fightful online Twitter or Facebook. By the way, like us on Facebook. Just search Fightful. Sharing our stories in Facebook groups, on Twitter, on Reddit, anything like that, it helps us grow. It helps us uh, afford more writers, better writers. Not to say our writers aren't good, just saying. Uh, additional writers, I should say, uh, more podcast hosts, more more personalities, things of that nature. We have lots of exclusives up at Fightful.com, and if you register, you get early access to those. I've revisited the Brawl for All article in which I wrote at a former employer over at Wrestling Inc. I've revisited it, offered some thoughts. It was brought up on a show called Wrestling with Regret that does a lot of stuff like that, and covers a lot of uh, interesting wrestling topics. And also, Bruce Pritchard talked about it and actually uh, mentioned the article I wrote because I interviewed him for it. So go check that out under our exclusive section, um, Fightful.com. We also have uh, exclusives on CM Punk talking about Brock Lesnar's failed drug tests. Stephen Muehlhausen interviewed CM Punk. Also about uh, AJ Lee and how she was handling him fighting. I'll have exclusives from Joe Warren and Chet Congo ahead of Bellator 161. I've got a new Muhammad Hassan article I've been teasing you all about for weeks and weeks. I am reposting Finding Muhammad Hassan and doing it much like the Brawl for All article where I revisited. I tell you all a little bit of the behind the scenes of the article, things of that nature. And the one I'm releasing 
probably about a week or two, hopefully, is um, is talking to Muhammad Hassan after that article because that article led to him actually doing some pro wrestling appearances again. He reunited with Davari. Actually had to give Davari Muhammad Hassan's number, which was super unexpected, but that was that was very fun catching up with him. He hasn't talked to anybody else for interviews in years, so that that's something you can only find at Fightful.com. Go there, register, absolutely free. So, Heath Slater is now a four-time WWE Tag Team Champion, Alex. This was awesome. I don't know what to make of the Usos after this, but Rhino and Heath Slater as a tag team is fantastic. This was great. The crowd went crazy. It was a Virginia crowd, too, and that's not too far from his home. Your thoughts on this This. Wonderful, wonderful move. It was uh, the feel-goodingest moment uh, I can remember the WWE giving us. Like, I I thought for sure that the Usos were going to win because it gives a whole bunch of teams in the tag division a chance to have a heel team to chase who has the belts. Also, it allows us to have more sympathy for... He's Slater, and they could drag this whole thing out through, you know, uh, No Mercy and stuff like that, whether or not they're going to give him a contract, all that stuff. But I am so glad that I got to see this the way it works. Somebody tweeted, and I wish I could remember so I give you credit, uh, Heath Slater's finisher is Rhino. Yes. (laughs) I love that that's how – uh, that he won, um, but he he turned in a great match too. There was some great stuff that he did too. He People took, care about him. Yeah, you well, you really do, and and it, I think it's lovely that that Rhino seems to care about him. Uh, you know, everyone is rooting for him. Like, I mean, there's there's no way the WWE knew what they had the night of the draft. Not a chance. And the fact that that like six weeks. You know, later they're they put the tag belts on this guy and Rhino is is just great. That shows that they're able to roll with the reactions of the crowd. I think that up up until recently, like maybe two or three weeks ago, they were still trying to push him as this loser heel. That we all boo him because you know what a loser, but we all loved him because he's a loser. You know, and that was a cool thing to be able to get to try and get this guy over. Uh, and I'm really, really happy the way that, that the whole thing turned out. I think that Beulah, we're getting a double wide, is the new uh, Adrian, I did it. You know what I mean? I think that's a really great moment for him. And uh, it's a really cool thing. In Vince Russo's column, which comes out tomorrow, he he addresses the fact that a lot of people say that he hates everything in WWE. So his newest column is five things WWE has going for them. Heath Slater and Rhino are one of them, and with good reason. They're fantastic. They work together. It makes you care about both of them. Also, one Renee Young also works very well with them. She's been excellent. This has been, I don't want to say beautifully crafted, because I, there's no, like you mentioned, there's no way they knew. There's no way they knew what they had. There's no way that they knew ahead of time. But they made it work. It was awesome, because there was that one week where Rhino was like wrestling on superstars and I think probably losing or something like that. And they backed it up. They made this happen. And it all works. And boy, you better believe Rhino's happy with that, that election coming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that he had a, wonders for, for his campaign. He can show up wearing the belt and everything. You know, he can campaign with Slater. Might just pull this thing oh, out. Oh, yeah. Somebody says, off topic, I think I could quarterback the damn Patriots and they would win. I don't know about that, but I know the Bengals won today. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Bengals 1-0, per usual. That's pretty much how, how it starts off. Just hope we can win a playoff game this year. Uh, 777, if you wouldn't mind, get those questions ready because it's about time to talk main event. AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, they went at it with – it looked like an hour left in the show. That ended up not being the case. As it turns out, they went about 25 minutes and had a kick-ass match. And that, that's saying a lot. Not It's saying a lot because Dean Ambrose has not been having kick-ass matches. AJ Styles has been. 
Oh, yeah. Also, AJ Styles is your new WWE champion. Now, he has held the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, the TNA Championship, the uh, NWA Championship. He's the first man to ever hold all four of those titles, Alex. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm so amazed. If you think back to when he showed up at the Royal Rumble, to think that, you know, nine months later, eight months later, really, eight and a half months later, he'd be the WWE champion is crazy. Uh, I love it, but it's it just – it's such a huge like AJ Styles is the WWE champion is a, is a phrase that only the most unrealistic of fantasy bookers would have been able to say even a year ago, and he's and, and he he earned that role by being great in the WWE, not yep. by being great in New Japan or Ring of Honor or TNA. He did it because he's a really great character in WWE. Yes, that's true. I mean, he's absolutely earned it, uh, and. In this match, he earned it. He carried, I say that, I mean, I'm not carried, but he, he dragged <laughs> Dean Ambrose to the best match Dean Ambrose has given in a long time. Uh, and Dean Ambrose did some great stuff. He, he really sold all of the story that they were telling in the ring. Uh, and, uh, I mean, th- there are things that, that Dean Ambrose does that, that when he does them, it takes me out of the match for like 30 seconds. The lunatic lariat, every time he does that, it just makes me angry. That needs to be a once every two or three months thing. Right. And, and, and the thing is, is that you have to be able to sell it in a way that the guy cannot see it coming. If he sees it coming, he should just duck it. It's just a, it's sure. a stupid, stupid thing that he does. I'm also not a big fan of his elbow drop to a standing opponent because it just looks like he's putting his armpit in your face. Uh, it doesn't look work like, for the nasty boys, bro. That's, that's true. It did work for Brian Knobs. They won and Jerry tag Sands. titles with stuff like that. That's <laughs> true. I bet that's uh, how they beat up Ken Shamrock when they jumped him. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I love how how when when he's on when he's really uh, passionate in a match it shows and I and I can respect that. But. Uh, uh, AJ was was great. He sold all the, all the things the way he needed to sell them. He did all these uh, teased this this he teased uh, a Styles Clash from the apron to the floor, which was then countered with this slingshot into the Ooh. ring post, which was, it was just nasty. insane. And and Styles barely had any footing and still made it look fantastic. Yeah, I mean that guy is just the greatest worker in the world. You- you could, yeah, you could tell if they were trying to buy time on the outside by going over the barricade, and they did it. Yeah. And they, they ended the show 20 minutes early, and you know what? Completely fine with it. Cool. Fine. Hey, quality over quantity, you guys. If this is the way that shows are going to be, let them in 20 minutes early. I don't give a yeah. shit. I'm, I'm, I, if, if, if we're doing things where every uh, each, each uh, brand-specific pay-per-view – is six matches and two and a half hours, I'm on board. If this is what this is going to be, where you, you give the guys 20 minutes to work, 15 minutes to work, yeah, let's do that. Rather than having 12 matches that, you know, half of them I don't care about. I'd rather see, you know, really great working than, than you know, than, than dragging it out to three hours because pay-per-views are three hours. Yeah, absolutely. So this match was awesome. That was the theme of the show, was a bunch of awesome matches. Um, do you oh. think people are going to have a problem with the fact that, once again, a dick kick was the finisher? As a tweet that I read before we went on the air said, um, I can't what did it say? Uh, when, if you can, try your best, but always dick kick? Something like that. Yeah. When, when, if you, when, if you can, lose if you must, but always dick kick. I think that was what it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was, there you go. Yeah, you have a much better memory than I. Sometimes. No, I'm cool with it. He's a heel. Sure. Yeah. A heel. I think baby faces should cheat sometimes. Yeah. I think heels should cheat sometimes. Yeah. I think heels should cheat more than baby faces. Yes. I don't think they should always cheat. Right. But completely fine with it. This was an awesome match. Somebody says that he should have won with an attitude adjustment. Uh, I think that would have been really funny. That would have been great. 
if he, he won with he should steal all the finishers of everybody he's beaten, like like his trophies. Yeah, that's, that's that would be great. Somebody with the dirty deeds. That'd be great. <laughs> it, that that's a fantastic gimmick idea. Yeah, uh, but I I I love that that uh, that he gets to be a true heel as the guy. But it was so clever. Like he he saw that the ref was down and immediately knew what to do. As opposed to when a baby face sees the ref is down, he's just like, oh, maybe I should help him up. I don't know. Like it was this great moment where he was like, screw it. I'm going to win this match now. I'm not going to, yeah. you know, take another 10 minutes to beat on this guy. I'm going to take it, take it now. Uh, and I, I, I was a big fan of that. Uh, I am, I, I hope he comes out. And, uh, this, the, he's the face that runs the place is kind of funny since it's, uh, <laughs> since he's definitely not a face. So I think they should yeah. change it to the heel that runs this deal because that's, <laughs> that's, that's who he is. Somebody had posted, they said if AJ Styles loses the match, he should defend the armband of John Cena all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> this, this match is going to for one fall and is for the John Cena armband. Kalisto wins it and wears it around his waist. <laughs> oh, that's just <laughs> Oh, man. We're going to get to some questions here before we go. Ryan asks, if WWE were to run a free agency, which stars would best fit into SmackDown's identity? I don't know that SmackDown has a necess- has really an identity. I will say this. A couple of months ago, we were talking about how weak their women's division was and how weak their tag team division was. Now, all of a sudden, in the women's division, you have six girls who put on a great match. Yep. They're probably getting some help in the form of a, an Emma or something like that. The tag team division. Now you have American Alpha as baby faces. You have Slater and Rhino as baby faces. You have the Usos as heels. And I would assume you will have Harper and Rowan. Mm-hmm. Four solid tag teams on a two-hour show. Don't forget Not about Brizongo. Did you say Brizongo? Hey, they're good too. I wish they would do some more with them. I love those segments like where Golden Truth trapped them in the tanning bed. Yep. That was good stuff. Well, they're 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 great workers now too. Like they had a match yeah. uh, on main event against the American Alpha that rivaled anything that you could see on SmackDown. It was a f- really great uh, tag match. Uh, I love that they they've they've turned from the guys who get locked in a tanning bed together to two great workers in a great tag team so gradually. I barely noticed, and and now they're they're really really solid. Somebody says Dean messed up the Styles Clash. Yeah, uh, Dean was not letting his arms hook behind. And you can see AJ saying, come on, come on, come on. He's yeah. been very careful to not drop people on their head with that. Uh, but, you know, thankfully everybody in the WWE has taken the damn move correctly, so there's that. Uh, but, but to answer the free agency question, well, you know what? A, a guy like Ty Dillinger, who hasn't necessarily been the hottest thing on NXT, can say – I watched Heath Slater reinvent his career on SmackDown. Who's to say that I can't do the same and utilize that? And if you mean talents outside of WWE, uh, any of the guys that they've cut over the last few months from Sandow Cody Rhodes. probably just like shaking his fist. You know what I mean? Like, Cody Rhodes, who I, who I, yeah. Who I'll be talking to this week, by the way, Cody Rhodes. Or Cody R, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> Have you noticed WWE hasn't been doing uh, gimmick or specialty matches lately? Yeah, I did notice that. And I like it because when they do them, it's a little more special. Alex. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you do them, if you do them all the time, then it's uh, who cares. But, uh, and if you're going to do them, make it, make that the story of the match. Don't, don't do it. A no holds barred match like tonight. And the only thing that's, that's no, Oh, they used a chair. Like there should be some real stuff that they're allowed to do. Beyond just that, that makes it this really special match. But uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing a buried alive match at some point, or a casket match, or something like that. Yeah, make it special. I got to talk about this. I just got a DM from some guy. I don't know who it is, and, and bless him. I know he means well, but he'll always send me a message in all caps or a tweet in all caps. What do you think of this, this, this? And he links <laughs> me to an article. Always. 
from a website that is not mine. It <laughs> happened with Wrestling Inc. It happened with Fightful. I'm like, dude, you know I work. Not only this, the, the last one, he said, what do you think of Kevin Owens responding to Vince Russo? I'm like, Vince Russo works for us too. We wrote an article about it, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Help me out here. I can't even get people to ask me questions and cite our own website in it. We have like three dozen news updates from MMA, pro wrestling, and boxing a day. Uh, Carlos Toro and Darren Doyle, they're about to ramp up that boxing, by the way, guys. We're having boxing live viewing parties now. Carlos Toro worked his ass off the other night. He did the Triple G fight. Then he did the UFC show. Also, we have David Tease. Man, that guy's working his ass off, too. He covered Pancras, Cage Warriors, uh, and Titan Fighting, which had our own Showdown Joe on commentary. You know, Alex, between our podcast co-hosts that we have, we have connections to Rocky Mountain Pro, Evolve, PWG, Titan FC, tons of stuff. That's pretty cool. And yeah, we have more live viewing parties than any website, period. There are no others. We have existed for just over two months. Every remotely big MMA show, almost every pro wrestling show, pay-per-view, we have those discuss forums that you all like so much. So yeah, come check out Fightful.com. Come talk some trash too. If I remember, I will start the daily threads again. Uh, I know my boss wants us to move those over to the forum, but because I got married last weekend, I kind of let those slip my mind. And your boy Alex here didn't do them, which I didn't tell him to. So, how, how was that? How was being interim editor for the weekend? It was a di- it was a different thing. It was not something I had done before, but uh, but uh, you know, it's just uh, there were you know a few things that would come along, and I'd say, hey, somebody needs to cover this, and it was I I, I learned from the best uh, is what I like to say. Uh, learn from Sean Ross Sapp and you, you figure out where you're supposed to be. But uh, yeah, it was fun. Might be having you do that again in the near future. I got to oh, plan yeah. a honey. I got to plan a honeymoon. My fiance, you know, I told, I said we can go anywhere in the world, sweetie. Anywhere in the world. I've been saving that fightful money back. You know what she said? What's that? Fucking Harry Potter world. <laughs> And every time I tell a female that, they go, ooh, ooh, Harry Potter world. Harry Potter world. So I got to deal See, with a bunch of wizards and werewolves and goofy, goofy stuff. My, my, my wife uh, has been there. Thankfully, she went without me. She went with a friend of hers. But she would be quick to tell you that it's not Harry Potter world. It's the wizarding world of Harry Potter. There you go. Yeah. Harry Potter and the Omelette of Stone. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for it. So here's the thing. It'll probably just be a two- or three-day uh, honeymoon. It'll be a weekend thing, off to probably late October when there's no shows. And I get two or three days away from wrestling, and where does she take me? The new wrestling capital of the world, Orlando, right. Florida. Yeah. I, I wish I could have done it at least first week of October. That way I could go take a uh, – take a – Take in TNA. Somebody said that's a good accent. I've done a little voice work, and you have too, haven't you, Alex? I have. Yeah, I'm, I uh, am a, a trained classical actor. We should do a show fully in accents. We'll do an AMA one day and ask me anything. <laughs> that would be of, good. Because I'm sure people have tons of questions to ask us. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody says I'll say it before I said it again. Blah blah blah. Sean's wife is the best. She is the best. She's great. I almost had her on a show once, but I don't want to expose her to that that thing, you know, because I can deal with the criticism and all that stuff, but I don't I don't want to put her in that position. Another question somebody says, is WWE wary about making the same mistakes with Slater as they did with Sandow? I think they should be, Alex. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me that, that they're doing something with Slater that they could not have possibly thought was in the works when they – when they, you know, left him undrafted. I think that they were going to have him beg to be on the show. He was going to be booked as a loser. The crowd wasn't going to like him, and they were going to get rid of him. You know, they were going to shuffle him off somewhere to, to, to get beaten on main event or superstars. But he got hugely over. The crowd loved him, and they responded. Think of what they could have done with Mizdow. Like, like at, that, at the point where they just gave up on Mizdow, he was hugely over with the crowd. And they should have responded in a way that allowed him 
to be over with the crowd, give him some kind of a push somewhere, you have to do something. Uh, and they didn't, you know, so I think maybe they're learning their lesson. I hope they're learning their lesson. I think you said it perfectly, honestly. Uh, guys, here's our podcast schedule for the week. I have been at it for every, every day since Monday. I did two on Monday. I did one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And now this week we have the post-Raw show with uh, Rob McCarron of Shake Them Ropes, who has said that he would eat a hat if CM Punk fought. He did eat a hat. He will be eating that hat probably on his own show. Tuesday night is post-Smackdown with Jeff Hawkins of Shake Them Ropes. Wednesday is MMA talk with Showdown Joe of Titan FC. Fantastic. If you all don't like MMA, haven't tried MMA, I can't count the number of people that said, I wasn't into MMA until I heard Showdown Joe talk about it. He's unbelievable. He's unbelievable at it. Thursday is with former UFC star Matt Riddle. Now you see him in PWG and Battle of Los Angeles. I have a story coming in the morning exclusively to Fightful.com of him talking to us, telling us what the deal is with him in WWE. He was almost signed by WWE. You can find out why tomorrow on the site. Friday with Vince Russo. You know, that's always fun. Always something. Last week, he sang Shawn Michaels' theme song. Saturday, I believe it's, I think we have a UFC show, so I'd imagine Showdown Joe and I will be there for that. There is no rest. I've had two days off since 2014, you guys, and I couldn't be happier. I love it. People, people, there's a common misconception here. People always say, your site, your site. I don't own this site. Uh, James Vanderlinden done, does. He hired me uh, to be managing editor. Really hope it's the last job I ever have because Fightful.com is the shit. It's pretty good. And Alex, you are a big part of that with your, uh, your weekly, your, not weekly, you do about three of them a week, reactions. Also, you have the most interesting Live coverage of anybody I've ever seen. Why don't you tell people about that and your reactions before we go? Well, I do, uh, I do live coverage for Raw every week. So I suffer along with you, the fans. Uh, and uh, I try and make it interesting as I report what's going on. Uh, then I, um, I also do live coverage for Lucha Underground and CWC, which has their, last, uh, the final, their live final episode this Wednesday. Uh, then I also uh, have my reaction pieces, uh, which are kind of a reflection on what happened the night before and what it means. So I have my uncooked raw reaction, and then I have the SmackDown react down, and then I have what is called the uh, midweek wrestling wrap up, where I try and touch on everything that happens on NXT, CWC for as long as it's around, uh, Lucha Underground, and TNA, and that'll come out uh, Friday or Saturday of the week. And then let's not forget, I'm still watching Superstars and Main Event and trying to make that interesting. So those come out every week, uh, weekend too. So, Yeah, we, we saw Alex's work on cage side seats, and you had just started covering like Main Event and Superstars there, and I was like, got to have that guy. That's exactly what I wanted out of Fightful were things that both you could and couldn't get at other wrestling websites. Now, we cover MMA, pro wrestling, boxing, but if you don't like any of those, you can filter them out. You can bookmark the wrestling page, the boxing page, or the MMA page. By the way, I talk about those revamps. We're revamping that as well to give you uh, a more complete wrestling page, a more complete MMA page, a more complete boxing page. Then you can just bookmark those and visit those. If you don't give a shit about MMA or boxing or wrestling, one or the other, you'll be able to go to that. Also, Forum's getting overhauled, too. Uh, you all spoke up and we listened. We are getting uh, more user-friendly forums because we want those to be a success. We see the success that other websites have had with just MMA, just wrestling, just boxing. We want to combine all those. Also, video games, off-topic stuff, old-school wrestling. If you have any technical questions, you can send them there. Lots of fun stuff there. But, uh, yeah, Fightful.com, guys. Like I said, please share the page. It is paramount. It's so important to our success. Alex, anything to tell these people before we go? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Pawlowski the Fourth. That's uh, P-A-W-L-O-W-S-K-I-T-H-E, the numeral four, T-H. Guys, thank you for the comments for my new background. I, I really appreciate that. That is a mock boxing poster 
of me and my wife for my wedding. This one is a mock Pineapple Express poster. It's a gift from my brother-in-law. My now brother-in-law is a wooden state of Kentucky, and I love that damn thing. Our guest book was a giant wooden state of Kentucky that a bunch of people signed. One person drew a wiener on it right in the heart of Lexington. Savages, I tell you. Guys, until tomorrow night after Raw, follow us at Fightful Online. Visit Fightful.com. Go to DraftBeast.com. Support the show. Also, click those on it links. Do it. If you want to stay up and work for 70 hours like I do, you need the shroom tech. You need the new mood. You need the alpha brain. Until next time, guys, we are out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.